So there's this guy named Marshall Long, and I don't mean to pick on him, but <clears throat> it just happened to be him. I don't know anything about this guy other than, than he's a you know old guard in the Bitcoin space. Uh, he's been around a long time. He's been mining for a long time. But, um, you know, I would have left this guy alone if he just continued to mine on his own, um, to mine secretly, whatever. I may not agree with, you know, the, the amount of power that he might be getting, you know, at a discounted rate because he's using a lot of power. Uh, but I wouldn't have singled him out. But what makes me single this guy out, this this particular guy called Marshall Long, is that um, he has a company, you know, kind of a non-profit type company or, or whatever, a do-gooder type company, whether it's non-profit or not, that wants to take advantage of Section 8 housing and you know, we, I think we've all heard of Section 8 housing. Do I need to repeat um, what it means to have a Section 8 house? Maybe I'll just do, do it briefly. So if, you're, if you have Section 8 housing, it means that you um, right, are getting living subsidized by the government. And that includes rent. But People, pe generally, people know that rent is subsidized, but they don't really think about electricity usage. Um, and I hadn't thought about it either until I watched this video interview <laughs> admitting uh, that he has a company that basically um, takes advantage of the fact that the taxpayer is on the hook for Section 8 housing that includes electricity, apparently, uh, to mine Bitcoin. And so he thinks it's okay to uh, use taxpayer funds to mine Bitcoin. This is sort of, you know, if, you, if you've been adjacent to the Bitcoin space for a long time, if you've been monitoring them, if you if you somewhat agree with their philosophy, right? I'm a libertarian. I've been around this space for a long time. This is not something that you would think that a Bitcoiner would necessarily do, but it is something that that would happen if you're just business minded. So if you don't care about philosophy, if your only goal is to make you know dollars, then this definitely makes sense for your own pocketbook. But there is a limit to what people can do to earn income. And that limitation is dictated by law, right? And so if you're breaking the law, uh, you don't get to earn that income that breaks the law. And I'm going to argue here that this guy, you know, this guy, um, Marshall Long, he's breaking federal laws because i believe you know correct me if i'm wrong but i do believe that section 8 housing is sort of a federal law right you're taking taxpayer money and you know section 8 is meant to be for poor people poor people that can't afford house okay and most people would agree that yeah let's just let's set the, set you know whatever aside
so that these people can afford to live in something, right? Well, they're living in something, and that's fine. But it, what, what does it take to power a house? Well, it takes electricity. Oh, but what does it take to power a Bitcoin miner? Oh, also electricity. Wow. So if the Bitcoin miners, you know, so the Bitcoin miners are always saying something like, if we can get free electricity, that's where we'll go. The cheaper the electricity, that's great because that means the Bitcoiners don't have to pay for electricity. Well, that means they're going to places like Section 8 housing, which is federally funded, right? But any government expenditure we all, we all know is ultimately funded by the taxpayer. So the question that I put to you, the public, right? The question that I put to you is that is Bitcoin mining included in Section 8 uh, housing expenditure in all, you know, in the electricity payments that basically get, get paid by the taxpayer. Should that be included? Should Bitcoin mining be included with energy usage that's used to live in a house? Let's say cool it, heat it, you know, cook food, right? Those are the main things that come to my mind. Maybe charge your cell phone, but that's really, you know, minimal compared to heating and cooling and you know cooking uh but besides that what do you need from a housing unit um you basically just need to have heating cooling and again use of you know modern day appliances washer dryer uh let's say dishwasher um uh do we do do you want to throw in like do we really want to throw in bitcoin miner in in this game um, I would say that's not a necessity. That's sort of like a business expense that you're starting from home. Um, and yes, you know, Section 8 housing probably would cover, you know, a laptop being plugged in all day even to support a work from home, um, you know, employee. Yes, they'd probably pay for that happily. Uh it's a job, number one, and it's not very expensive, number two. It's just powering a laptop. Uh, but if you're running sort of like an in energy-intensive business from your home, that's a separate thing. And what this, you know, Marshall Long guy wants to do, this old old guard Bitcoiner wants to do, is take advantage of the taxpayer to support Bitcoin mining. He wants to subsidize Bitcoin mining using taxpayer funds to mine Bitcoin. And under the guise of I'm helping poor people, right? This is going to poor people, et cetera, et cetera. But the problem is, is that the should the taxpayer be on the hook for subsidizing Bitcoin mining, which is a business expense for people in Section 8 housing. So Section 8 housing is paid for the paid by the, by the taxpayer, and this guy admitted that Section 8 housing electricity is often waived by the utility, so whether it's waived by the utility or whether it's paid for by the taxpayer, I'm actually not sure. Maybe that's a distinction that, that actually matters, but regardless of that, you know, maybe that actually does matter. Maybe, maybe it's not paid for by Section 8 housing. Maybe it's completely waived right by the utility company, but the utility company 
should be denying payment to Section 8 housing if these Section 8 housing people are basically consuming an abnormal amount of power to pay for Bitcoin miners. And this Marshall Long, his whole business model for his nonprofit, apparently, called Bitcoin Impact, is to exploit, right, exploit the fact that Section 8 housing exists, exploit the fact that it's paid for by the, by the taxpayer, and then use this to his advantage, right? He wants to get free electricity to mine Bitcoin. And if he has free electricity to mine Bitcoin, his costs are basically zero to mine Bitcoin. And he's, what's really disgusting is he's putting a black face on top of this. So the fact that his Bitcoin impact organization, nonprofit, has black people as sort of the, you know, operators slash co-owners of this nonprofit makes him think that, oh, well, no one's going to come after black people. You know, black people are off limits, you know, so this racist martial law guy thinks that he can exploit black people, right, so that he can take advantage of Section 8 housing so that he can then exploit the taxpayer to pay for electricity so that if they mine Bitcoin, they can get a subsidized, like, electricity rate. They can mine Bitcoin basically for, you know, some kind of subsidy, and then, oh, well, it's okay because the Bitcoin profits are going to go to black people. And that's great because, you know, Bitcoin is this sort of um, Black Lives Matter, uh, diversity is great kind of movement, right? It's, it's um, and I've, I've said this before, Bitcoin is not for white people, right? Because the Bitcoiners um, tend to support Africa, right? And not that that's bad. That's not it's not necessarily bad. It's that the Bitcoiners ultimate objective is to get as many people to buy Bitcoin as possible. And if they can do that by sort of saying that Bitcoin is this unbaked movement, it's for poor people, it's for the unbanked. Well, who do you think is the most poor and unbanked? Well, people in the third world, you know, people in Africa, not Western America. You're rich compared to them. They're not worried about you. They're worried about the people in third world countries. Where are they now? They're in El Salvador. They're in, they're in Africa. They don't give a damn if you're poor, white, and in the United States. You are shit out of luck. And in fact, Section 8 housing that white people might even be a part of, it's, it, you know, in some areas of the country because poor poorness is, you know, it's not just about race, it's about anybody who's poor. Well, they're not going to be posting your picture if you're white and you're a Section 8 person all over uh, Bitcoin Impact's um, company website, right? Because they have an ultimate agenda, which is that they're pretending to be for diversity. They're, dependent, they're pretending to be for inclusion. And let's face it, if you're white, you don't meet those criteria, so you can just take a hike, right? That, that's why Marshall Long um, has black people on his website for Bitcoin Impact. But this Marshall Long guy, in my opinion, he's a really bad dude, right? He's a bad guy, right? He's, he's, he's an awful person. Why do, I, why do I say that? I say that because he's taking advantage of a federal policy, it's supposed to help the poor 
in their basic necessities. So in this country, we tend to be sympathetic to people who don't have house, who can't, you know, who don't have electricity, basic electricity. We tend to be very sympathetic to people who can't afford to have a house or running water, you know, or basic electric. Uh, So we as taxpayers say we're going to provide for Section 8 housing. And um, that's going to come out of the taxpayer's dime. But we're okay with that because we're, we're willing to help those in need. But what Marshall Long, this Bitcoiner, has figured out is that, well, Bitcoiners need energy. And they need cheap energy to compete. So he's saying to himself, how can I get the cheapest energy possible um, to mine Bitcoin? Well, he says he's taking a look at Section 8 housing. He's saying, okay, the taxpayer has to pay for this. Right, so I can put up Bitcoin miners here with virtually zero uh, electric electricity costs, and then um, I can mine Bitcoin for virtually nothing. Now, once I have the miners in place, I don't have to pay for the electricity, so I can basically mine Bitcoin. And let me pretend like it's helping Black people. Let me let me pretend like Black people are benefiting from this, you know. And I don't know to the extent that they are. He has something on his website and he mentioned something in this interview that I watched that somehow it's being split. You know, if these, if these black people in section eight housing, um, stay there long enough, they'll be able to earn a Bitcoin or whatever that means, right? Through the section eight housing electricity that's spent on Bitcoin mining, they'll be able to split it between themselves. Um, okay. (laughs) Do I really think they're earning that much? Um, let's face it, the people providing Section 8 housing are probably taking a big cut. And um, who knows how much is actually getting down to the people in need. But regardless, but, you know, I don't even care about the people in need in this respect. Um, The fact that you have a government program that's paid for the taxpayer, that's benefiting, like, black people, right, doesn't mean it's legitimate. It doesn't mean it's legitimate just because it's helping black people or helping poor people. What matters is the abuse of the tax code, right? The abuse of the Section 8 um, housing authority, which is I'm sure there's some kind of stipulation that says has, Section 8 is only for basic living expenses, right? And again, perhaps uh, he's gotten to the utilities that provide Section 8 um, housing uh, electricity. Maybe that's divorced again from Section 8 housing. I don't know. I have to dig deeper into this now. Um, but regardless of the fact, he's, you know, regardless if it's the utility or if it's Section 8 housing, this Marshall Long guy is still abusing the program in that this electricity that's provided to Section 8 housing, either provided by Section 8 housing or the utility that serves, you know, Section 8 housing is ultimately being paid by the taxpayer one way or another. And Marshall Long, right, of Bitcoin Impact and Rhodium Bitcoin Mining Company is abusing this uh, loophole. He's basically saying, hey, I can squeeze in some Bitcoin mining here. I can pretend like it's going to some black people, some low-income black people, uh, while all being paid by taxpayers who tend to not be black, who tend to be white, Asian, maybe Hispanic, right? But it doesn't really matter the race. It just matters that taxpayers are paying 
for uh, Bitcoin mining. And it the results of such is not being given to taxpayers, right? It's been given to low-income uh, Section 8 housing recipients in the form of Bitcoin, you know, to the extent that they can mine Bitcoin with the electricity that's free uh, or provided by the taxpayer. So in my opinion, this is an abuse of the Section 8 housing authority or rule. This is an abuse of taxpayer funds that's either provided by, you know, the utility who's paying for the low-income Section 8, you know, uh, utility bills or the Section 8 authority directly. Either way, it's being subsidized by the taxpayer. Either way, it's wrong. And either way, Bitcoin miners, and especially this Bitcoin, you know, Bitcoin guy called um, Marshall Long is responsible for Im implementing this program as an entrepreneur uh, and pretending like this is doing good when it's really just stealing from taxpayers. So the ultimate like message I want to send to you is that Marshall Long, an old old guard Bitcoiner, right? He's been around for a long time, worth tens of millions, maybe hundreds of millions. He's probably worth hundreds of millions of dollars. Could be easily sued for breach of, uh, for basically fraud, where he's taking advantage of Section 8 housing, right? Or low income uh, utility, right? Distribution to mine Bitcoin. And the fact that it's a nonprofit, the fact that it might be helping black people or low income people doesn't matter. It's being, you know, they're, they're abusing the taxpayer. And let me just say, how far away is this from the Bitcoin ethos originally, right? That the libertarians, right? And I first heard about Bitcoin maybe 2011, 2012 ish. I'm a libertarian. I still consider myself a libertarian, but these people, the people that take advantage of taxpayer-funded uh, electricity subsidized, right? Taxpayer-funded electricity subsidized to mine Bitcoin are not fucking libertarians. And this Marshall Long guy who created this Bitcoin impact company, who's apparently a nonprofit that takes advantage of Section 8 housing, um, he should be in jail. Why? Because he's violated probably a federal law. Section 8 housing, I believe, is federally uh, federally implemented. And if it's not Section 8 housing law he's violated, it's some kind of utility that's providing um, free electricity to the Section 8 housing. All right, so, that, so my question then is, is this utility being subsidized directly by the federal government or are, they be, or, or are they being subsidized by some state, right? So maybe it's federal, maybe it's state, but this Marshall Long guy deserves jail. He deserves jail, right, for stealing from taxpayers directly, right, to mine Bitcoin. He's taking from taxpayers to mine Bitcoin in a way that... This Section 8 policy, right, is there to provide basic heat, cooling, right, cooking. It doesn't provide a section to mine Bitcoin, right? I guarantee you that's not carved out in the Section 8, you know, utility authority to mine Bitcoin. So Marshall Long, right, is a fraud, right? He's committing fraud. He's committing actually theft. So he's committing theft, right? Because he's stealing from taxpayers 
to subsidize Bitcoin mining in a way that was not authorized. So he's, he's using Section 8 housing or utility, right, to Section 8 housing people to subsidize Bitcoin mining. And, and the taxpayers fund this activity. The taxpayers were never asked directly, hey, is it okay if poor people use taxpayer-funded money to mine Bitcoin? No one was asked this question. Uh, uh, Marshall Long, um, this guy, old guard Bitcoiner, probably worth tens of millions, at least hundreds of millions, probably uh, worth of Marshall Long, probably worth hundreds of millions of dollars. Um, old guard Bitcoin guy came up with this company to pretend like he's helping poor people and especially black people since he's got black people on the cover of his company. So let's not beat around the bush. This Marshall Long guy, uh, white as could be, you know, uh, uh, red beard. <laughs> I wish I could post a picture here. Red beard, white skin, freckled guy, you know, under 30, about 30-ish, maybe young 30s, not definitely not above the age of 34, for sure. Marshall Long. Uh, old God, old God, Brit Foner. Um, is abusing the taxpayer to, um, to mine Bitcoin using Section 8, uh, housing. So this guy should be put in federal prison. I hope he is. And I've heard a lot of old guard Bitcoiners say, this is a good guy. This is a nice guy. He's been around the industry for a while. He's sort of been a miner for a long time. He started Rhodium, this Bitcoin mining company. Well, do they know about his extracurricular activities, right? Which is basically uh, abusing taxpayers to fund mining, Bitcoin mining, using taxpayer money through Section 8 housing. Do they know about that? Because a lot of Bitcoiners are supposed to be, right, and I'm a libertarian. These people are supposed to be libertarians. They're not supposed to be subverting government funds, which is basically taxpayer funds because the taxpayers uh, are on the hook for any government spending are they aware of his extracurriculars including um going around the country you know to all these black subsidized section 8 housing facilities and putting a bitcoin miner uh <laughs> in all of these little apartments um because they never talk about this and i just came across this because I was looking at the Texas Blockchain Council's recent interviews, and one happened to be with Marshall Long. And I, I have heard of this guy uh, before. He's a he's a prominent Bitcoin miner, sort of an old guard Bitcoin miner, uh, part of Rhodium. I never heard of that company myself, but he's been around. He's been donating to. He's been making the rounds. He's been donating to colleges. He's been donating to this or that. And now I found out he's been donating to Section 8 housing. And this really gets me going. Because anytime I find out a Bitcoiner is using public funds to mine Bitcoin directly, I get really pissed off. I get really, 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 really mad. And you can guarantee that I'm going to tip off the feds to this guy. Tomorrow is a Monday, and I'm going to actually submit my first ever FBI report to whoever agency is in charge. 
on my local district. But I'm going to I'm going to make sure they know about this guy named Marshall Long, right, of Rhodium. And I'm going to link to this video on YouTube where he admits his crimes. He admits, you know, I can't believe the, the gall of these Bitcoiners. Now they're um, so confident they're admitting their own crimes, right? Federal crimes, I assume, because Section 8 housing is a federal uh, program, I, I believe, right? Nick, again, perhaps he's getting the utilities that serve federal uh, Section 8 housing uh, to subsidize this. But, but again, the subsidy is falling on some tax jurisdiction, whether that's federal, state, who knows? I hope it's federal because, you know, if it's federal, we can really nail this guy. He deserves to do hard time. This guy is is siphoning away, you know, public subsidized electricity, right? Taxpayers have to pay for this, right? So taxpayers think they're paying for um, heating and cooling for Section 8 housing or cooking, right? Bare necessities of really poor people who they feel sorry for. But but here we find out that Marshall Long has created a business opportunity around this. He's decided that, no, 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 the taxpayers shouldn't have to pay for heating, cooling, and cooking. They should have to pay for Bitcoin mining of these supposed uh, people that can't afford to buy you know, their own home or, or rent their own apartment, that we should all, we as taxpayers should also be on the hook for paying for um, the electricity usage that goes into Bitcoin mining. So Marshall Long is paying for, right, he, he, he has a company called Bitcoin Impact, which basically gives away these Bitcoin miners. And then he says that the electricity is basically, quote unquote, free in this one video interview that I've linked to. Of course, it's not free. It's provided by the taxpayers. You would think that a libertarian type Bitcoiner would understand that, right? You would think that a guy who's been in Bitcoin since at least 2013, which I think this guy has, has, has right? He's been around at least since then, uh, would understand that. Uh, but he, he fails to mention that little nugget, right? He fails to mention that. But of course, anyone who's been around Bitcoin for you know, that long knows what's going on here. <laughs> really, with half a brain, right, knows that the electricity is being paid for by someone, right? It's not free. So he's taking advantage of a federal government program to mine Bitcoin. And in my opinion, this is a federal offense. This Marshall Long guy should be um, prosecuted and probably imprisoned for at least um, a couple of decades if not longer, um, a federal, you know, federal offenses, they don't tend to take lightly. You know, it's not something that is sort of a slap on the wrist. You should have known better. You know, this guy is a smart guy. He should have known better. And the fact that he is continuing to do this just shows to me that he's doing it intentionally, which should serve, which should, you know, grant him additional fines and imprisonment time. Um, this guy's worth tens of millions of dollars. So in my opinion, while this might be a, a criminal offense, um, I think that, I think that any taxpayer who's been fleeced by him now, it might be hard to like directly say that you're a taxpayer that 
has been affected by Marshall Long's, you know, Section 8 housing def- diversion of, of energy into Bitcoin mining. It might be hard to prove this, but um, this guy should, in theory, be subject to private lawsuits, private, private civil lawsuits, uh, which because taxpayer money, right, is the, is the money that's being funded to Section 8 housing that Michael, sorry, that, that, that um, Marshall Long is being taken advantage of. He's basically committing theft, stealing from taxpayers to fund his Bitcoin mining operations through Section 8 housing. So not only should this guy be prosecuted federally, um, he should basically uh, have civil private lawsuits filed against him that drain him of all of his wealth. And again, this guy is easily worth hundreds of millions of dollars. In my opinion, he's probably worth a billion um, based off of his longevity in Bitcoin, based off of his mining activities. uh, I think he's probably easily worth $1 billion. So um, he should be on the hook to pay back taxpayers that he's abused through his Bitcoin impact you know, nonprofit. So this guy, what pisses me off about the Bitcoiners and this guy in particular is that they get rich, right? And I don't think anybody in Bitcoin deserves to keep their riches because I don't think that Bitcoin is a productive asset. I think that all of this is sort of a transfer of wealth going on. But what really pisses me off about the Bitcoiners, I'm willing to set sort of, oh, you got in on Bitcoin early aside, is when they pretend to be do-gooders, right? They pretend to be do-gooders. And especially when people like Marshall Law take advantage of the tax code, take advantage of Section 8 housing, and pretend like they're doing something great for these black people in Section 8 housing. He's got black people posted all over his Bitcoin Impact website, nonprofit. So he's pretending like he's a do-gooder. He's pretending like he's helping black people mine Bitcoin, right? But what is he doing? He's stealing from taxpayers and he's mining Bitcoin because he's stealing from taxpayers using Section 8, right? Housing. He's using Section 8 housing to mine Bitcoin. Why isn't he just using, you know, poor people to mine Bitcoin? who don't get public assistance. No, 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 He wants to use taxpayer-funded money to subsidize um, Bitcoin mining to help, quote-unquote, you know, people of need. Or usually, you know, obviously he cares about black people because he's got them plastered all over his website. So um, he wants to use taxpayer funds uh, to pay for the electricity to help black people in Section 8 housing, mine Bitcoin. Well, you know, I have a problem with that. And I think that most people have a problem with that, regardless of their color, regardless of their circumstances. It's not okay, right, for people to abuse taxpayer money that's supposed to go for bare necessities to mine Bitcoin. That's not cool. That's never been cool. And this guy deserves to rot in jail. He really does. This guy, I don't know anything about him. I've never met him before. But the fact that he's abusing the tax code, and I think this is a federal tax code, means that this guy should be prosecuted. 
I really want somebody like Elizabeth Warren, and I'm not a Democrat. I'm a Libertarian. I'm not a Republican either. But I really would get behind someone like Elizabeth Warren going after people like this. Right? He's not the only one. He's just the, he's just (laughs) the most prominent guy I've heard of doing this explicitly. But I'm sure this is going on behind the scenes. And I know this is going on at least in a fuzzy way through renewable uh, subsidies. So renewable, renewable subsidies, um, fund Bitcoin mining. And uh, it's a lot harder to keep track of this because a lot of people uh, can gain through renewable energy subsidies. But at least with this example, this guy, Marshall Long, through his nonprofit, um, it's more explicit, right? I can at least uh, narrow down exactly where he's abusing abusing taxpayers. Now, I do have to run down whether it's the utility itself that is providing the free electricity or the Section 8, um, Section 8 authority that's providing the free electricity. Someone is providing the free electricity for Marshall Long through these nonprofits. And I don't know who it is, so it could be local, it could be federal. Now, that will uh, have the consequences on whether he's breaking federal law or not. Um, but he's breaking some kind of law, at least, right? He's breaking at least, well, let's say that he could he could be actually not breaking any law. Because if it's a utility that's actually providing this uh, free electricity, this utility might be just be writing off the Section 8 housing and just increasing the prices for everyone else. But regardless, so he could not be breaking federal law. And if he's really a smart guy, he would make sure that the Section 8 Housing Authority isn't actually paying for the electricity, that he's somehow getting a subsidy through the utility who feels bad that this is Section 8. Maybe they have a local contract that says that this is Section 8, so your local taxpayer has to, pay, has to fit the bill. So if he's a smart guy, he would make sure that at least all of the contracts he deal he deals with are some kind of local utility payment plan that tax locally that doesn't tax federally because if he's if he's using actually section 8 housing um he's probably breaking some kind of federal law because i guarantee you no federal law in section 8 housing is allowing for bitcoin mining but if he is using you know a local utility perhaps he's saying hey uh, you should provide free electricity to Section 8 housing, which is already probably on the books or whatever, uh, and the, the local city will um, tax its residents to cover this. Or the, the local utility, who's often a monopoly in big cities, even in RTO areas um, of the grid, they will um, basically allow these Section 8 housings to have free power subsidized by basically increasing prices onto other customers. Either way, you're increasing prices onto other customers. Now, if it's, you know, not federally linked, he can't be prosecuted federally, then the only thing, the only recourse we have is to, is to somehow um, get this into the public, right, where he's, he's basically abusing um, low-income housing to uh, 
to mine Bitcoin and putting the costs on the local, you know, taxpayers, which is which is still bad, right? It's still bad that he's whether you know whether he's abusing local taxpayers or federal taxpayers, he's still abusing taxpayers, and it's still really bad in my opinion. But again, the laws in which he's breaking is either federal, federal, or maybe not at all. Maybe he's just abusing taxpayer, local taxpayers. Uh, but there's probably something even in the local taxpayer code that says he can't, like, do industrial businesses that will Section 8 housing, right? Because otherwise, you know, they would have set up a semiconductor in some kind of Section 8 housing uh, building, you know, assuming they could get the power they needed. Like, because if it's free power, some business will set up there. If it's if it's going to be subsidized by the local taxpayer, because then they can have that advantage, right? So there's going to be something in the local tax code that prevents that. And in my opinion, you could probably I get this martial law guy on that. Now, um, I'm hoping it's a federal. I'm hoping that he's abusing Section Eight housing, because then he can be, you know, in, in violation of some kind of federal law, which carries, you know, probably harsher penalties more imprisonment it's just a bigger deal um but who knows how smart this guy is i don't know whether he's you know looked at the law this closely uh i don't know I, it seemed like in this interview that he did um i don't think he's looking at the law very closely because he did this he did this interview off the cuff it seemed like he didn't prepare like he just basically said in this interview uh oh yeah well um, energy doesn't really seem to be, you know, to Section 8 housing, energy is basically free. So we get the Bitcoin mining energy for free. Why would you openly admit that unless you were either, A, really confident that you weren't going to be, like, prosecuted, or B, just totally ignorant to the people possibly listening to the interview and analyzing, you know, what what it is you're saying. So, um, I, I, I have no idea, uh, but I tend to think that it's a little bit of both. I tend to think that they're overly confident and that they don't think anyone's listening this intently and they think they can get away with it. But my main point, which I hate about these Bitcoiners is that they continue to abuse taxpayers and pretend like they're not, they're pretending like they're binding Bitcoin right, that they should get all the power they need, and that that we should leave them alone, uh, yet they continue to pursue things like this that abuse the taxpayer. So whether it's Marshall Long and this Section 8, you know, Bitcoin mining extravaganza where he gets, quote-unquote, free power or power provided by the taxpayer somehow, um, or whether it's renewable energy, right, that's subsidized, uh, that the Bitcoin miners love, which is a big proponent of their green energy push because they get subsidized green energy and lower lowers their cost of uh, energy for Bitcoin mining. Uh, so they're not free market people. You know, they lobby government, they lobby Ted Cruz, they lobby uh, other lobbyists and ERCOT, which is the uh, Texas operator of the grid. They're they're busybodies. They're not just consumers of power. They're directors of power. They control power. They partner with the Texas grid to implement 
partnerships and policies that benefit themselves. They're not just regular consumers of power. So in my opinion, and I'm going to do another episode on this particular topic, but in my opinion, we have every right to ban them. Uh, moral, uh, we have a moral right to ban these people because they're, they're specifically lobbying for policies to control the grid, to partner with the grid operator, to set policy. And when you are not just buying policy, but you're buying politicians to set grid policy in your favor, you're no longer just a, a buyer of power. You are an influencer. You are a lobbyist. You are a bureaucrat setting energy policy. And might I remind the Bitcoiners that energy, when it's scarce, and the Bitcoiners are responsible for shortages of energy because they've been responsible for pushing ESG and all kinds of Bitcoin energy policies. Um, might I remind you that energy is more valuable when there's a shortage for heating, cooling, and, and producing food. Like Bitcoin is some distant last thing. Mining Bitcoin is some distant, far off uh, thing that we can only afford to the extent that Bitcoin, you know, that energy is cheap, abundant, and plentiful uh, for every for every other need. But to, to the extent that it's not, uh, Bitcoin mining needs to take a back seat, and that's my opinion. And the Bitcoin miners are responsible for the shortages that we see by embracing. ESG by not embracing energy freedom and so and by also lobbying for certain grid policies they're responsible for setting setting such policies they're responsible for the shortages and so they can't claim that people are directing energy away from bitcoin mining uh, just as a policy guide right bitcoin miners are responsible for the shortages that we have you know, if they weren't embracing ESG, then maybe we would have plentiful energy that was cheap, right? But we're no longer a rich country. We're a very poor country. And these Bitcoin miners have been advocating for policies that make us uh, um, poorer, right? That make us energy dependent on certain types of renewables. Not all Bitcoin miners, but most. Most have embraced ESG because it lines their own pockets. But this is extremely, extremely short-minded. I think they're playing a very short-minded game. That's fine, uh, but these people need to be banned. Um, I don't, I, I'm libertarian, but I have become, I've drifted more to the left, you could say, as, uh, as I encounter more Bitcoin people, because they say, they say, well, why, well, you know, you shouldn't, uh, you shouldn't um, dictate how you use power. Yes, but, and the but's very important. The but says, how come you've, you've contributed to, uh, to the shortage of energy, right? How come you've contributed to the rising uh, price of energy? Through ESG, right? Through energy fascism, through embracing the renewable green energy uh, debate. You have contributed to energy shortages. You've contributed to energy scarcity, energy price rises. You've also lobbied, right, energy bureaucrats. You're, you're now partnering with ERCOT, the Texas Grid Energy Operator. You're now setting energy policy because you've been able to buy political power. 
so you deserve what's coming to you. You deserve the backlash, right? You deserve the public humiliation. You deserve to be banned. Because you're not just some manufacturer buying energy. You're, you're trying to set policy, right? You're trying to uh, become a trader of energy. You're trying to uh, adopt energy, uh, green movement, ESG. You're, you're siding with a political side of energy. You, you are no longer just some neutral buyer of power. You're wanting ERCOT to give you demand response, uh, partnership abilities. You are now invested in a certain uh, political side, let's say, of energy. You are no longer neutral, and you deserve to be treated as an enemy, right? So the public will eventually, it might take a while, but the public will eventually treat Bitcoin miners in Texas as the enemy, which they are. They are the enemy of the people. They are uh, for uh, basically grid volatility. They get rich when grid um, prices spike. They get rich when grid prices are artificially low through renewable subsidies. And then they get rich when there's a scarcity event. Uh, so don't tell me that Bitcoin miners are neutral. Uh, and they're trying to get in front of this you know, policy disaster currently um, by saying, you know, Bitcoin miners are saving the grid, whatever. <laughs> this isn't going to last. And you know what? This is another podcast I want to do. But you know what? If the Bitcoin miners want to pretend like they're the savior to the Texas grid, let them have it. Because when it ultimately collapses, when they ultimately fail to save the grid, they will be blamed. And I hope they are jailed. Now, that's going a little far, uh, but I really hope these people um, are strung up, let's say, in our modern sense, prosecuted, uh, jailed, but they won't be. Maybe they'll be fined. Maybe their companies will go bankrupt um, from civil private lawsuits, which I will point out ERCOT is immune to, but the partners of ERCOT, which are a lot of Bitcoin miners who are saying, oh, we'll help save the grid, right? They're not. So you can go after them privately in lawsuits. And I think these, these Bitcoin miners are ultimately going to go bankrupt from all the, you know, if it's not uh, due to the Bitcoin mining that will bankrupt them because Bitcoin, you know, price is going lower. Uh, it will be the, the private residents of Texas who initiate private class lawsuits against these Bitcoin, public Bitcoin miners, private Bitcoin miners on the Texas grid who are partying with ERCOT who do not have enjoy such immunity as the ERCOT grid does. Because the ERCOT grid is some kind of private public institution uh, that has some kind of immunity, as we saw 18 months ago with the failure of ERCOT to prevent the February 2020, uh, 2020 um uh, winter storm blackout for about a week. But I uh, guarantee you the Bitcoin miners will be subject to all kinds of lawsuits, especially for their material statements they've been saying. They've been saying all kinds of bullshit. They've been saying we can protect the grid. We're here for the grid. We're a battery. We're a fucking battery. That number one is a false statement. We're a battery. And this is what a lot of Bitcoiners say. Oh, the Bitcoin miners are a battery. They can release the energy whenever they want to. Well, that's just false. So 
flat out lies by these Bitcoin miners, flat out <laughs> misstatements, but then failure to adequately support the grid, which they claim to be able to do. They're claiming right now as public companies, even as private companies, they're able to subsidize the grid, stabilize the Texas grid. And when they fail to do so, we should all sue them. Right? We should all sue them. They should all go out of business. And when they go out of business, they're hodling a bunch of Bitcoin, you know, <laughs> which is a mistake, in my opinion. These Bitcoin miners are in the wrong kind of business. They're not supposed to be hodling Bitcoin. They're supposed to be trading energy. But they're, they're run by stupid Bitcoiners, stupid hodlers who think Bitcoin's going up and they need to hodl Bitcoin. But in my opinion, if they're still hodling Bitcoin and they're going to be sued by the public for not stabilizing the Texas grid, They'll be then dumping all this Bitcoin. So whether it's now or later, they're going to be dumping a bunch of Bitcoin. <laughs> Bitcoin's not going to a million. I mean, theoretically it could, right? Anything's possible, but it's not likely. <laughs> uh, so there's a lot of risk in Bitcoin and people don't tell you the truth about it because they want to bump their own bags. But this is the truth. This is a lot of risk especially with Bitcoin miners who hold a lot of Bitcoin. You know, there's, I've been talking about this for a while. These Bitcoin miners in the wrong kind of business. So they're in the right kind of business if their ultimate game is, is number go up because they want to mine Bitcoin, they hold it on the balance sheet, they don't really want to sell it. But if they were smart, they'd just be trading energy. <laughs> energy is volatile. Bitcoin is a means to an end. Right, it's not the ultimate goal. If you're mining, you know, Bitcoin and trading energy, like if you're, if you're, you know, able to secure low contract power, then you just have to wait for a scarcity event on the Texas grid. Let's say, you know, winter storm, summer scarcity event, which we've had recently. You can trade the power contracts. No need to hodl this Bitcoin. Just just use it as a convenient excuse to consume all this power at low rates. Just sell the Bitcoin as you mine it to cover your expenses. And then, bam, whenever there's a scarcity event, you profit. Because <laughs> you can sell these low contract power for really high. And that's all. That's, I think that would keep you in business. But no, all these Bitcoin miners, or at least the ones I've heard about... <laughs> They're all hodling Bitcoin. They're all like, oh, Bitcoin's going to go to the moon. We should just hodl the Bitcoin. Why? Why isn't any, you know, and maybe I'm wrong. Maybe there's somebody out there. But why aren't more Bitcoin miners actually selling? Like, is it this thing like if one sells at the black sheep and then they're all, they will all sell? In my opinion, um, being first out the door is the best, right? So if you're the big, you're the lone Bitcoin miner sheep who's actually like mining and selling as you go, uh, you, uh, these other people uh, can just hot all the Bitcoin forever and, and lose, right? Whenever Bitcoin drops in price, um, but I'm gonna I'm gonna end this here.